Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Welcome back to the Beacons, the daily encouragement from the Coach House Church. I'm Andy and I have the privilege of welcoming you to this, the first Beacon of 2021. Now, judging by the sheer amount of fireworks exploding into the sky at midnight on New Year's Eve, plenty of people were happy to see the back of what has been a troubled year. With COVID changing the way that we interact and behave, and the deliberations and brinksmanship of Brexit, 2020 has had its fair share of challenges. Now, I had gone to bed early on the New Year's Eve, a somewhat different experience from the norm. Myself and Mel are usually looking after 30 or so others from the church as we spend a break in the Lake District and celebrate the new year as a church family. The different tiers and restrictions meant that we could not travel this year. Or is it last year now? Anyway, unlike many others, we had to settle for a different kind of new year. We did clamber out of bed to look at the fireworks, however, lighting up the night sky as the clock turned to midnight. It was truly spectacular, and I don't think I've heard or seen so many fireworks going off at one time. It was as as if the entire nation was looking forward to a brave new 2021 and waving a brisk farewell to the weirdness that was 2020. But it is peculiar how as a nation we have this notion that things will get better in time if we just wait for things to happen. We say goodbye to what is behind us and we look forward to what lies ahead, hopefully with more hope rather than despair. Even if there is no foundation for our romantic outlook. We need to bring about change, but often we don't have the faintest idea how to. A well-known quote says, The difference between your dreams and reality is called action. The truth is that there is only one guarantee of a change in direction and only one hope that we should place our reliance upon. Only God has the ability to change the course of our lives and that is entirely dependent upon our recognition of this and then the action of surrendering our lives to our Creator. We have an action to carry out. We need to surrender and follow. This is not a static position. It is one of obedience and life. History contained in the Bible tells us as much, and we have the benefit of the Scriptures to show us how faithful God is to us and how he has engaged with us, making every effort to bring us back to himself. He longs to see us restored back to a full and fruitful relationship with him. The Bible contains a full and frank account of man's history and it is totally connected to our relationship with our Creator. I am sure that that this is one of the reasons that we try to conceive a different account of history, stretching beyond the observational limits of man. If we can change how we view our history, we can erase God from it, or so we think. Our history is so entwined with our Creator that if our basis for history is in order to deny God, then we have to create a completely different reality to hold on to, one that puts control in our hands. 
Hence our insistence that mankind is progressing. Even if we were to be honest with ourselves, the evidence is much to the contrary. I believe that this is the basis for despair and fear. If there is no God, then there is no hope. Without hope, then we are abandoned to a desperate future. Only the Bible explains to us the reason for hope. God actually loves his creation. This was proven in the utmost when God sent Jesus as a sacrifice for all of our wrongdoings so that we can have a restored relationship in which our hope is based. He didn't need to do this. He could have just left us abandoned. After all, who are we that God would be mindful of us? So, God is love. He has proved his love, and now we have a hope for a future. Where there is love, then fear is cast out, because we have an assurance of God's love and plan for us, a plan to restore us one day to himself. Now on New Year's Day, I went on a walk with Melanie through Macclesfield Forest and out onto Wild Boar Clough. It was very snowy and icy, and we decided to attempt to find our way to Shutting's Low Trig Point. We started off on the low levels on fairly observable and easy to follow trails. As we slowly wound higher through the forest, however, the weather closed in and our visibility reduced considerably. The well-defined paths gave way to smaller, less travelled tracks until we eventually left the shelter of the forest and crossed into the wild, rugged terrain of Wild Boar Clough. As we made our way towards the trick point, the ground got rougher, the paths less defined and the visibility to continued to reduce. In the end, we were left to ask directions from the odd walker we came across, making sure that we were on the right track. The path was less obvious as we climbed higher and because we couldn't see far ahead, we were left to follow footprints in the icy snow to show us the way. Once we had ascended to the summit, from where you're supposed to be able to look out over five different counties, but the most we could see was a few yards of the county that we were actually stood in, nothing could be seen through the low cloud. We decided not to turn back the way we had come, so pressed on following footprints until we eventually descended into clearer weather and found more defined tracks from which we could find our way back in a circuit to our starting point. It felt like quite an achievement as we reached our goal and finished the walk. And this got me considering a few things. We have well-defined paths to follow on our Christian journey, but we also have some tougher trails to negotiate, in which we have footprints to follow that have been made by those who have gone before us. Paul, in his first letter to the church in Corinth at the start of chapter 11, says, Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. So we have footprints laid down for us, examples and patterns of life lived out for us, not only in scripture, but in the fellow believers around us in the church. The experience and depth of knowledge is born out of a long relationship with God, learning to trust through thick and thin, and then serving as encouragements to those who come alongside. We may not be able to see very clearly our way forward, but we have examples to follow and spur us on. God's church is a wonderful thing. Paul states this even further in his letter to the church in Philippi, captured for us in Philippians chapter 3. Verses 15 and 16 say, 
Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. But we must hold on to the progress we have already made. Brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. For I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows that they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. So from the moment we have our lives turned around by God and our destination of eternity in heaven is revealed, we have set out on a course that sometimes seems clear and at other times is foggy and scary. But it's always bringing us closer to God and perfecting our character in Jesus. I want to encourage you at the start of this new year to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, your feet determined to press on towards eternity, which God has promised us. On the way, let us determine to set good examples to others, provide good footprints for others to follow in, and provide in our conduct a clear indicator to others of change for the better as we follow Jesus in our lives. Let 2021 be a year of action and obedience and let God bring about the changes required. I wish you all the very best for the coming year, whatever it holds for us. Let us live in the light of eternity rather than the despair of life with no hope. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.